Ramble room. Is that better? Yeah, that was good. Thanks. Ariana had to do right. several takes of that. Shut up. Of that intro. Shut up. Don't expose me. So I've, got a, I've got a story. It's literally something that happened last night. Ari and I will get into these moods <laughs> where we're just it's in a weird place. called sleep deprivation. <laughs> yeah. And so first we had started off last night. We were watching. We had watched a movie and I don't even remember what the movie was. Ready to run. <laughs> oh my gosh. Are you kidding me? Are you serious? That's what that's what we were watching. Yes, because then after that we started watching those trailers and that's when you thought that Scott. <laughs> okay. <Sydney>. Okay. <laughs> Let me rewind. Last night we were watching movies. A movie, Ready oh. to Run. <laughs> Shut up. So we watched Ready to Run and then after that we were looking at our different trailers for for the ones that we have coming up next week. And when we were watching some of the trailers, other things would pop up underneath, like, similar to this. Mm-hmm. And there was one that was, like, a Snow White trailer, yeah. Sleeping Beauty, Pocahontas, whatever. Just different Disney movies. And on these trailers, there's these, like, new... <laughs> there's they, new... Like, re- they, like, remade them. It's for the Walt Disney Signature Collection. Yes. That's what this new collection is called. It's, like, a bunch of anniversary... Um re-releases of these movies right they like reanimated some of it just so it's like clean or whatever but the way that the trailer for these things looked it was really cool like beauty yeah. and the beast they did like stained glass yep um for snow white they did paint brushing for like, aladdin they did like puffs of smoke yeah it was really cool and awesome and during these <sighs> trailers they'd pop up with it would say a blank and then signature collection and in the middle there was a signature no. and it said walt disney in it <laughs> Because it was Walt, Walt Disney. Disney's signature collection. But what I, I would just like to say, Walt Disney's signature is fucked. His W and his D, so the W at the beginning of Walt and the D at the beginning of Disney, both look like S's. Yeah. And you can't tell me it didn't because you know that it did. No, I do. Because, so Melissa was but, sitting there <laughs> and she goes, it's like, I guess it was this Scott guy. And I, and I started going, I didn't see anybody's name named Scott, like doing that. <laughs> And then I look down, and on the Aladdin one, on the cover, it has Walt Disney's signature. And I looked at it for a minute, and I went, that shit looks a little bit like Scott. Is that who she's talking about? And I said, Mel, do you mean Walt Disney? <laughs> and she goes, no, it, it's a Scott something in there. And I went, okay. So we went to watch it again, and <laughs> Melissa goes, yeah, right there. And I went, that says Walt Disney, you dumb. But it looks like his name is Scott Sidney. And I was like, it does must be this like Scott that. guy who re who did all these trailers. Looks really nice. Was like, and then I couldn't stop laughing because it was like, so then just thinking of some guy named Scott making these and they put his signature on it is really funny. <laughs> so then. Then we did this whole thing where we went through all of these movies and pitched them to each other as if we were like an executive producer or a studio head and like the director is coming in to pitch the movie. Well, because most of them are <laughs> like most of the Disney Channel ones are literally one sentence. Yeah. So we were going through the descriptions of the movies are like a one liner. And I go, this sounds like just what you would pitch to the studio when you come in. Yeah. So it's like a girl, a girl's mother falls in love with an alien. 
Yeah, like this one is, despite the mother's disapproval, a girl whose father died in a horse racing accident wants to be a jockey. Right. So it's like a one sentence pitch. So then Aria and I went through all of these descriptions of these different movies and some of them were super obscure cartoons that yeah. looked really bad and hilarious. There was one <laughs> like pitching them to each other. There was one called The Wild, which is basically just Madagascar, Madagascar but Disney stole it a year later. And there's another <laughs> one that was like, um, it was like Kung Fu Panda, Kung but Fu it was but it was a penguin that was the karate master and his mom was a tiger and there's an evil koala that's like trying to either way. We were like trying to pitch it to each other as if like, listen, this is going to be worth it. I promise. Yeah, there was, it was like, <laughs> uh, hi, nice to meet you. I'm, I'm Chase. And it was, it was and I'm Disney. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm Pixar. <laughs> but then it was, it was also, um, there was one where. The whole movie was that an, there were two animals that were left off of Noah's Ark. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, that's dark. That's a dark thought. So we just went on that little rant for a long time last yeah. night. We do this often. Where we'll, we'll like think something, one thing is funny, and then we'll just keep talking about it for like five hours. And then that next morning, it's just not quite as funny as it was that <laughs> no. night before. Because I think that's with most things. The next morning, we're both like, that was fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, it's amazing how funny things are late at night or early in the morning yeah. versus how not funny they are at nine when in the morning well when you rested. wake up. Yeah. Like when tonight, you- <laughs> we could pro- tonight we could probably do the same thing, talk about that again and think it was just as funny. But right now it's like, oh, it wasn't that right. funny. Yeah. Anyway, that was a really long story, but. I just thought I'd share that. The Scott Disney thing is still hilarious. <laughs> it's Scott Sydney, thank you. I'm sorry. The Scott Sydney thing is still funny. <laughs> but so, that was the synopsis. Did you like how I roped that into yeah, your story? Yeah, you roped in the synopsis for Ready to Run in there. This is a horse movie, everyone. If you like horses like Secretariat and Flicka, you'll like this one. Yeah. <laughs> this one's a talking horse, though, too. So, so I to start this movie off, I think this family is really cute. Yep. Uh, like the little brother Gabby is cute. The grandmother's hilarious. The yeah. mom is very protective but well-meaning. Mm-hmm. And then the daughter Corey is really sweet. And you adorable. Know? Yeah, they're just a cute family. Yeah. Honestly, the only character I didn't like was the villain, and that's the point. So I think this was a fairly good movie. They did a good job. I, yeah. The problem is, is here's the, here's the situation I'm facing. I can't tell if the movies are getting better or if my standards have lowered <laughs> I'm because just, I've watched so many. Right. I'm just used to all of Shit. these movies being bad that now it's just become, I'm accustomed to it. Right. So like if it's even a little bit good, then I'm like, oh, yeah, this was a great movie. Right. So I don't know if it's just because I'm used to Disney Channel being such shit. <laughs> that, <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. Within the first five minutes, I was depressed because <laughs> they talk about killing a horse. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, once again, fuck racetracks, like I said, from horse sense. But this whole movie is basically about a racetrack. So, here we go. Yikes. <laughs> the, the evil villain, his name is Garrus. Mm-hmm. And then there's Hector Machado. He is a great character, he's too. He's the oh. best character. Yeah, he's like the head of the stable, right? Yeah. Or at least he... He's a horse trainer. Yeah, he trains different horses for these races. And Corey helps him out. We find out later he was, like, best friends with her dad. She worked... He worked with her dad. Yeah, but they were they were also best friends. And Corey now works 
with Hector to like take care of the horses and stuff. Mm-hmm. And what she really dreams of being is a jockey like her dad. Yes. But her dad died because he was a jockey. So, And the mom is very upset when Cory tells her her dreams of being a jockey. The mom says, no, I'm not. You're not going to put yourself in danger. You're only 14 and not after what happened with your father. The grandmother is the opposite. The grandmother's like, I think she has the gift that her father had. And this is the classic trope that we've seen multiple times where the kid takes after the deceased parent. Yeah. And I'd like to see a movie where the kid is nothing at all like their deceased parent. <laughs> or their living parent. Yeah, they're nothing like either of Because them. the living parent, that happens all the time too. It's like, I see so much of you and me. Right. Type of thing. So I know how you think. But it, there... It, but it happens so much where it's like, you have your father in you. I, and you have your mother's eyes. Yeah. You're so much like her. Well, even in like <laughs> uh, Quiet Place 2. Yeah. Like Killian Murphy's character tells her, he goes, yeah, I'm nothing like your dad. You are. Right. Which makes me weep. Yeah. Listen, if it's done right, it's fine. But Disney Channel does this all the time. Yeah. And where it's always cheesy and It's bad. always the dead parent and they're always taken after their hobbies and and mannerisms, whatever it is. So she's upset with her mom on this and they kind of continue to feud throughout the movie about her wanting to race. So we see a race happening. Right? <laughs> Isn't that like the first thing? And one of, oh, the, yeah. one of the horses doesn't win. And so the villain character is basically like, I don't want the horse. Gary. Kill it. Basically yeah. put it down. Uh, we'll sell it for horse meat or glue or whatever. And Corey is not having any of this. And she asks Hector to buy the horse from them. And Hector's like, it's not our horse. And I don't have money to. So then she's sitting there and Garrus is still upset with this horse. The horse's name is Thunderjam. And he's kind of a nutso horse. No. I'm talking about the white horse. Oh. Because the white horse, she, she goes in later. about the white horse? She goes in later and helps it escape. She goes to the barn, releases the white horse that Garrus is whatever, trying to kill, make him to glue. And then she, it's late at night, so she thinks she's hallucinating. The fumes are getting to my head. She leaves, comes back. Then there's another race. Thunder Jam loses. Then the evil guy is like, oh, I'm going to kill this one too. And then, then she overhears this conversation between evil dude Garrus and, or Garrus, I can't remember. Garrus. And the other guy. And he's like, I don't care what you do with the horse. Kill it, sell it, trade it for a bag of peanuts for all I care. Then she stands up with a bag of peanuts. I remember that. And shoves it in his face. And says, give me the fucking horse. <laughs> Corey now has Thunder Jam. And Hector, he doesn't want Thunder Jam because... Thunder Jam is a little nuts, and the horse is, goes a little crazy. It takes forever for the horse to get out of the gates to race. Because he's afraid of the metal. And Corey believes in this horse. So Hector... More rather, she doesn't want Garrus to kill it. So Hector reluctantly goes, okay, fine. So Corey's taking care of Thunder Jam, and then... Um, I also noted, is there anything more 2000s than the fact that Sinbad is voicing this horse? No. <laughs> not, not even a little bit. Also, I thought this movie would have been just as fine without the whole talking to a horse idea. Mm-hmm. It would have worked just as well if the horse didn't speak at all. Yeah. And I was agree. just a horse that was scared to race. Either way, she gets this gift to talk to horses 
first she gets it because she talks to her grandmother about it because her grandmother apparently has stated before that she can talk to horses or speak to horses. And so Corey says to her grandmother, you don't really mean that you can actually hear them. And the grandma's like, what the fuck do you think I mean by that? Of course I can hear them. (laughs) And your father could too. So she gets this gift from her father as well. So then she talks to Thunder Jam, I guess. TJ, as I like to call him. Yeah, they call him TJ. And why'd you just go country? I don't know. (laughs) They call him TJ. And I think she goes and, and races. She rides the horse, right? She rides Thunder Jam. And Machado sees... They're trying to train him. Yeah, they're trying to train the horse, but Machado sees that Corey riding Thunder Jam... Thunder Jam is really fast. He's a fast horse. Well, it's after a dog chases him, but yeah. Oh, okay. Um, But Machado's like, look at that horse go. And Corey knows kind of what is preventing Thunder Jam or what scares him or Mm -hmm. what's making him so hesitant. Because she can talk to him. Because talking to her. Corey is still not allowed to race... Because her mother's not having any of that. Nope. But she can help out with all of this stuff and getting him ready for the race. And then we're introduced to a new jockey that's going to come in. B. Moody is his name. And he's actually a rodeo clown. Yeah. Um, Moody. Moody. He's related to Drudy and Trudy. <laughs> yeah. Moody is Drudy and Trudy. I don't know how. They're, but their nephew. <laughs> During all this, there's this weird stuff going on between Machado and the mother they keep giving each other, like, looks in their eyes. And I said to Ariana, like, the first scene that they were in. They're going to fuck. Yeah, is this going to be a thing? Like, are Machado and the mom going to get together? And lo and behold, we get a diner scene where Machado comes in. And he sits Guns there. Guns blazing, penis out. What the fuck, Ariana? <laughs> he comes in and he's sitting there at the diner. The mom works at this diner. And she comes over. She gives him some coffee. Machado starts talking... About this woman that he's into. Well, yeah, because the mom asks, she's like, there's, she's like, there's no excuse for you not to be dating. And he's like, there's no excuse for you not to be. And she's like, well, I have a family and I have to watch after them or whatever. Right. And she goes, what? What's your excuse? And he's like, well, there is this one girl who ever since I saw her beauty has had a new definition. Right. She obviously knows he's talking about her, but she... Plays it off like, oh, who is this woman? Mm-hmm. And then he takes like eight deep breaths and he's like, <gasps> <sighs> and then finally he goes, well, I gotta be going. <laughs> and like nothing happens after that. But Melissa was like, at that point it was, that's definitely happening. It's yeah. not even like a, you can't like guess I, that it will. If it's that diner scene happen. didn't happen, I would have still been questioning, maybe the mom and Machado don't have a thing. But they were just looking at each other too much for them not to be a thing. Yeah. And the fact that Machado is kind of taken over as this fatherly figure to Corey anyway. It just kind of makes sense that that's how this would happen. Uh, then we get a couple different things of Thunder Jam being worked with Moody, Corey, and Machado. All three of them were working with Thunder Jam to figure out what's scaring him, um, what will help him get better at doing these races. And so while they're working that out, Moody always has these headphones on. And uh, he says to Corey, it helps me focus and helps me take my mind off of things so that I can race better. Helps me relax. And so then he puts the headphones on Corey's ears and immediately a song starts playing going, 
Ready to run. Yeah, it's it's the title track, Ready to Run. And then they're racing with these two horses, and Corey is really good, which Moody can see. Moody's looking at her in awe like, wow, she's really great at this thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She'd be a really great jockey. Which is when you go, okay, budding relationship there. Yeah, the, if not if not romantic, at least they're going to be like BFFs because they're yeah. really bonding, Moody and Corey. Yeah. And uh, Moody is the jockey that's going to end up racing Thunder, racing on with Thunder Jam because the mom doesn't want Corey to be doing it. So Machado goes and enters Thunder Jam into the races and his boss at first is reluctant. He's like, I don't want to enter in that crazy horse. And Machado says, I believe in this horse, just like I believed in this one. And he points to like a painting of a horse that apparently he used to train. (laughs) It's weird. weird. (laughs) Either way, Thunder Jam gets entered into this race. Right. And then before the race, Machado and Corey are talking. And Machado explains to her that he had a falling out with Garrus, the bad guy, Mm -hmm. because one of the horses was injured while he was still mm. working for Garrus. Yep. Yep. And Garrus, w- although Machado was advising against it, Garrus still made the jockey go and race, and the jockey was Corey's father. Yep. And that's how he died. Because the horse was injured and was not fit to race, and yet Garrus still put him on there. And Machado tried to warn the dad too, but the dad said, no, no, I'll just, I'll race it, it'll be fine. And so he tells her the truth of what happened and why he he and Garrus are such, you know, rivalries now. And then we finally get to the race. The first race for Thunder Jam. And Corey is there with M- Moody and Thunder Jam. Moody's got his headphones on. He's getting ready to race. Thunder Jam is freaking out, which Corey can hear because she can... For, if In case you forgot, yeah. she can speak to horses. Because we, there's also Cyclone, who is Garrus's, like, prize horse. Like, that horse always wins the races, basically. And he's talking shit to Thunder Jam. And he's like, oh, you're a little pussy, and you can't <laughs> do shit. And, and Corey sorts. can hear both Cyclone and Thunder Jam. Mm-hmm. And she's like, it's okay, Thunder Jam, just brush it off. Don't listen to them, TJ. And then, finally, at the last minute, the gates open, and Corey realizes Thunder Jam is not going to go, because he's terrified. Yeah. And so she shoves Moody's headphones onto TJ's sort of ears, but it's not near really his, his ears. ears. And that's all it took because he just starts flying. <laughs> yeah. Takes out down the course and, and they're running and running and running. And because it's a horse track, that's what they're doing. They're running. It's a race. <laughs> and and uh, towards the end, Thunder Jam is in the lead. You just hear like music the whole time. It's kind of. Yeah. But towards the end, Thunder Jam is in the lead. Cyclone comes up, and Cyclone does this move where he like hits Thunder Jam, TJ, in like the back leg. Yeah, somehow Cyclone purposefully injures TJ. Cyclone's a little bitch. <laughs> so then Cyclone ends up winning. They run to TJ, and he's been injured. His leg, his tendons are swollen and injured. Hi, I'm Trudy. And my name is Joseph Dredd, but you can just call me Dredd, and you're listening to KVCHS and NBCABCDFJ. Trudy, I have a product for you. It's called Horseshoes. Horse- you ever played this fucking game? No, I d- is this fresh off the market? 
Yeah, it's fresh off the market. Then how on God's green earth would I have played it before? Yeah, I don't know. You could have gotten it somehow. You're right. I do have connections. Either way, horseshoes never, never been played before. Not even played in like the 18th century for sure. You know, right. it's not like it's been a an age old game that's been around a long, long no, time. No, it's this no is like, new. It's not like tic tac toe. Exactly. Or like Fortnite. You know, that game's been around right. for forever. For a fortnight. <laughs> <laughs> that was a stupid joke, Judy. Well, but I'll then let it why slide. did you giggle? It was a sympathy giggle. You should get used to that. There's a lot of them coming your way. Anyway, when I play horseshoes, you basically take these things called horseshoes. They're little circular metal pieces of horseshoe. They go on the bottom of horses' feet. And they are called horseshoes. Can you believe that? I cannot believe it. They make little click the clock they sounds. Click the clock they. Yeah, click the clock the click the clock the. What? What are you stopping me for, Drudy? The fuck is wrong with you? You just held up your hand, and then in the middle of my clickety clockety, you stopped me. <laughs> in the middle of my clickety clockety, you decided to stippity stoppity me. I How sure dare did. you do that? <clears throat> I will. I was going to talk to you. What were you going to talk to me about? Horseshoes? I'm already talking about that. It's a great product. You throw these things on these sticks that get shoved in the ground. Doesn't that sound like fun? You, you see shove how... a stick in the ground? Exactly. You ruin the earth so that you can throw these horseshoes around. So with the stick that you throw on the ground, can you also... Uh... You shove them in the ground, you throw the horseshoe, you see how far I can go out. What? How heavy are the horseshoes? How heavy are the horseshoes? I don't know. About 80 pounds. <laughs> so could you kill somebody? With that? Kill somebody with a horseshoe? Are you asking me a leading question, Drudy? Or are you curious? curious? It's okay. We're just talking hypotheticals here, aren't we? Hypothetically, could you take the stick that you shove in the ground, stab somebody with it, and then, you know, chuck the uh, horseshoe at their head and kill them more? I mean, based on past experience, I'd say yes. I mean, hypothetical past experience, I'd say yes. Very intriguing. Yeah. Um, you want to know how much this is going for? Yes. Well, the horseshoes that are blood-soaked, those are cheaper. But So the used. Right, the used horseshoes. Right, right. Those are cheaper. Uh, they actually, they're pretty much free. As long as you're willing to hold on to some evidence. The mm. unused horseshoes. Those are about $8,000. Holy <laughs> balls. How much is the stick that you shove in the ground? The stick is free. You just get sticks from the forest, you dumbass. Well, don't call me dumbass. I'll call you whatever I want to, Trudy, you dumbass. Either way, you throw the horseshoes on the sticks. You see how far out you can get the horseshoe. And uh, hopefully someone gets hit in the head. This is very interesting product. I think I would buy some for recreational Well, purposes. you know where you can buy it? At backslash Trudy Trudy. What? Why are you looking at me like that, Drudy? I forgot that that was a website. You forgot that back backslash Drudy Trudy was our website. <laughs> well, that's our website, folks. So um, why don't you check out those horseshoes? See if you're willing to pay 8000 bucks for them. Back to the podcast. All right, so uh, after this injury, Corey has to, you know, tend to TJ, and they've got to ice his 
hoof in his ankle because he's he basically has swelling in there because his tendon got pulled. So it's nothing detrimental. They just have to have him rest on it for yeah. a while. He has to stay off of it and ice it, basically. Right. And then um, then once he's better, they enter Thunder Jam into some more races. And Thunder Jam's become pretty popular with the crowd. Like, his head because of his headphones, it's just kind of like a trademark on this horse. And everyone's yeah. rooting for Thunder Jam now. Because we do have a... we Did you say we, we get a montage? Yeah, it's basically kind of a racing montage with newspapers. Right, yeah. Showing TJ has won the next race. <sighs> and... Corey's really excited about this. So is the boss that doubted that Thunder Jam could win all these races. Machado? No, not Machado. Machado's boss, who almost didn't enter Thunder Jam in the race. Oh, that's right. That's right. The old dude. Yeah. So then they have this party, and this is kind of where everything goes down. Machado and the mom, they finally kind of have that conversation where he says, you know that woman I was talking about earlier? Do you think she'd like to dance? And she says, I don't know. Why don't you ask her? So then they both dance together. Yeah. The boss comes up. And I liked that the boss at least admitted to Machado that he was wrong. Yeah. In front of everyone, too. He goes, I was wrong about Thunder Jam. Uh, he's totally amazing and the best horse we've ever had. Yep. And I f- I'm sorry I doubted you. And I was like, that's pretty impressive as a boss to admit you were wrong and admit that it wasn't your idea in the first place. And as a man. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, so, then we, so then we go back to the party after this little interruption. Oh, but during that, during that announcement, the boss says, we've entered in Thunder Jam into the shoebox derby or the gold shoe derby. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> the Kentucky Derby? It's kind of like that, but it's it's a not a real derby that exists in, in real life. It's just a made up fictional derby. But it's basically you know the biggest derby. Race. Do you know every derby that's no, ever existed? I know because it says in this description it's a made up competition. Interesting. Um, so they enter him into the biggest derby. They're all excited and then they continue celebrating. Machado and the mom are finally dancing. And then Moody and Corey are having this conversation. Moody says to her, I mean, I'm an okay racer. I'm an okay jockey, but you're really, really good. Yeah. And he says, doesn't that bother you? Like, what do you want? And I thought that's such a nice thing that, like, he actually cares about her feelings and, like, mm-hmm. I mean, and her is, dreams. It is her horse. So. Right. And he's, he says, I know what it feels like to not get your shot for a long time being a rodeo clown. Yeah. You know? And it was a nice little moment between mm-hmm. them. And everything's happy, but then Garrus shows up. Yeah. He oh, fucks yeah. everything up. He comes into the barn, and he's looking at Thunder Jam. And he's smoking a cigar, uh, you know, classic evil man shit. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he, what the hell does he even do? He's just, like, talking to him. Yeah, and he's he talking turns shit on, to Thunder Jam, saying, he, you remember me? I used to own you. And then he turns on the radio, and he drops a piece of his cigar in the hay in... Thunder Jam's stall. Pe- like pen, yeah. Um, which then, if you didn't know, hay catches on fire <laughs> very fast. And so <clears throat> Thunder Jam is kind of freaking out and everything is lighting up. And because. It's really sad. Because Corey has the horse sense, <laughs> yeah. um, she's like, something's wrong. 
So she goes and like runs in and sees that the barn is on fire, basically. Yeah. And uh, she's like, we need help. The barn is on fire. And Moody's there. And Moody's like, I'm coming. I'm coming. And he's helping her get all the horses out. And meanwhile, TJ's literally on fire. Like the blanket yeah. that's on him is on fire. And it's literally the scariest it's part really of the It's really scary. And it's I don't like, know I don't like if this. they did that with an actual horse. But I hope not. Because that's horrifying. And yeah, terrible. It was terrible. But TJ, not TJ, Moody goes in and he ends up burning his hands trying to save TJ. Yeah. And it's like, wow, what a way to go down to. You know? Moody. <laughs> what a way. The problem is, is that Moody's name sounds like it would be a horse name, <laughs> yeah. and TJ sounds like a real person's name. You can't name. keep them straight. It's like, who is who here? Either way, Moody ends up getting injured in this. His hands are freaking burned. Which I don't know if you knew this, but in order to ride a horse, you need your hands <laughs> to hold onto the reins. So he can no longer be the jockey for Moody. And yeah. Mom and Machado are like, well, we either draw him out, we either take TJ out of the race. Yeah. And wait till next year when Moody's better or Corey has to race. But, but the, the mom, mom is like, no, no, no. Yeah, the mom's not racing. having any of that. And even though it was earlier when um, Corey and TJ were bonding and the mom was spying in and that's kind of... <laughs> the mom is spying in and seeing that Corey has her dad's gift. She yeah. says... Or she doesn't say anything, but her face says, she has the horse sense. Ah. <laughs> uh. She has the horse sense. <laughs> they all, everybody, any, now, anytime I watch a horse movie, I'm going to go, oh, they, they have, have the, horse. the horse sense. They can speak and sense the horses, huh? Makes sense. Uh, and then there's this hilarious crossfade of Moody with his burned hands and Corey and, like, sitting next to trucks. him. Yeah, there's fire trucks. And then the sirens, it like turns into red lights, red flashing lights that fade into a new scene. It's but so it, funny. It's really stupid and funny. Melissa and I were sitting there because it's kind <laughs> of a serious scene. Yeah. And you go from that to like the crossfade and we both were like. It got ruined. Okay. So it's like we didn't need this cheesy crossfade. Corey and the mom get into a fight. Corey says, what about what I want? When talking about racing Thunder Jam. So then we cut to the mom and she, you know, has spent some time contemplating this and says, okay, I'm letting go and this is what you want. So this is what we're going to do. You get to race in this derby. Corey's ecstatic. They're all going. Moody's with them too. He's just there for moral support because he's basically been apparently adopted into this family now. Yeah. Because <laughs> we never see Moody's parents. I know. I don't even know if he has parents. Uh, he was traveling in the circus, so I don't know. No. They're going, and during this ride over, all of the actors are acting like it's a bumpy ride <laughs> when it's clearly not. Yeah, it's really funny. Their Machado bodies are like, dramatically moving as like a, hey, we're driving to the bur derby. <laughs> Melissa said that the thing that she compares it to is Michael Scott in the office when he's doing threat level midnight. And he's like driving the car and his whole body is moving. Because he's not actually driving a car. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> and then when they get to the derby, even TJ mentions while getting out of the cart, he's like, why there were a lot of potholes on that road. Yeah. So I think it was intentional. These actors were intentionally going, this is a bumpy ride. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. Really stupid, but <laughs> it's whatever. It's really dumb. Also, the grandmother is a mood for me. I think I think she might be my favorite character. Okay. I know Machado is great, but I think I love the grandma most. Because before they go on this trip, first of all, the mom says to her, 
It's just one trip. We're, it's just one day. We're oh, just yeah. there for one day, Grandma. And Grandma's packing in like eight bags of groceries. And she's like, you never know. We're going to get really hungry. And I was like, that is so me. <laughs> Let's get 8,000 things just for this one day trip. Yeah. Uh, um, <clears throat> but before that is when the mom gives her... Oh, her, her, dad's, her dad's jockey clothes. That's right. And basically is like, you have my permission to race. Right. So that's why they all decide to leave. They're not just going to the race to watch it. They're going because Corey's going to race in it with TJ. Right. So she's, she's got her dad's jockey clothes on now. She's getting ready to race. And the like head of this race, the head of this race comes forward. Very Miracle in Lane 2 situation here. Yeah. He comes forward. And... He says, you can't have electronic devices or technical enhancements mm-hmm. used in a race. And, and Machado is like, that's, that's having to do with like prods, like right, um, to make prods. them go faster. That's Yeah, he's like, that just means you can't poke your horse to make him or shock him to go faster. Right. And the head of the committee's like, I know, but this technically counts as that too. And he's like, well, technically make a new rule. <laughs> and they say, no. So then he has to race without any headphones. Yeah. So then he's like, well, it's up to you. And Corey goes, no, it's up to Thunder Jam. She's like, Thunder Jam, do you think we can do this? And Thunder Jam is like, yeah. we've come too far and it's been too long. That's not how Sinbad talks. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, this is what's more. It's like a mix between ours. <laughs> he goes, yeah. <laughs> we've worked too hard and too long. And so then yeah. they are starting the race, but the gates are freaking out Thunder Jam a bit. Corey is sitting up there, and she hears Cyclone still shit-talking, but this time Thunder Jam is there for Corey. Thunder Jam says, don't worry, Corey, we can do this. He's like, he's just trying to get in your head. Don't worry about it. And initially, the gates open. Thunder Jam is okay. He's good. You know, he leaves the gates, and they start racing. But But he's slow. Yeah, he's behind. And then Moody gets the great idea to go up to the speaker box of the announcer box. We which... forgot to talk about how Moody took the CD thing. The oh, CD yeah. Player. So when, when they find out that they can't have the headphones, she Corey gives Moody the CD player. And the way he grabs it is. Oh, I thought that's when like they initially got there. No, that's when they find out that they can't have it. Okay, so they find out that they can't have yeah. the headphones, and then Corey gives the headphones to, to Moody. Moody. And Moody looks at it like it's a the fucking Ten trophy. Yeah, he's like, this is immaculate. <laughs> <laughs> he's, his face is like filled with wonder, and it's it's yours, Moody. Yeah. It's your CD player. Why are you so yours. excited about getting that back? Didn't it's weird. It, but it was really funny. So then he gets the idea to go up to the announcer box. He plugs in the music to just play over the intercom. Mm -hmm. And I don't really know. How would you even get up there? Is there no security up there? I guess not. (laughs) I just kind of went up there. Yeah, it's kind of weird. But the music starts playing. Thunder Jam gets a new pep in his step. Thunder (laughs) Jam is racing to the top. And he's right toe in toe, hoof in hoof with Cyclone. (laughs) Horseshoe and horseshoe. <laughs> and it ends with TJ winning. Thunder Jam wins the race with Corey. Yep. Yep. Also, also during this race, there's that background music that's playing 
And it's so fucking loud that it's drowning out the announcer actor. The announcer's like, Yeah, but he's like yelling at the top of his lungs and still being drowned out by this background music. So it's like this actor worked so hard with his projection and it's still not working because whoever edited this sound did a terrible job. Yeah. And then the movie ends with Moody being a horse DJ. Yeah. They and win they're the like race. corralling horses in there. Yeah, they win the barn. race. Uh, I guess there was a cash prize with this race, this derby, because uh-huh. they start building. It shows that they're building this new house for their family uh, right next to the barn. And then Moody is over there with a fucking DJ setup, and he's yeah, DJing so music for the horses. I was like, what the hell is this? Moody the horse DJ. And that's going to be the sequel. Could you imagine? <laughs> Moody the horse DJ. So what was my moral of the story? Great question, Yeah, what was your moral of the story? Mm, I really don't feel like there was one. There was one for me. Fuck racetracks. Well, there's the, there you go. I feel like... It's the same moral for horse sense. The problem is, is I feel like the moral of the story was like follow your dreams. <laughs> Which is a cliche moral of most stories. Right. Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of originality in this, but... No, it was cute, but, like, I don't... It's not one that I'm going, you know, I'll watch it again. Like, horse yeah. sense now. I'll watch that over <laughs> oh and over gosh. again. I feel like I say that in... I just started listening to our podcast. You mentioned horse sense probably in every podcast every, every since podcast. we watched horse sense. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I, I mention it every time. Whether it's horse sense or Joey Lawrence, I mention it often. All right, well... Next week, we still have two episodes going. We're going to have two episodes until we're done with these Disney Channel movies. So then we'll go, probably go back to one episode. But yeah. it's just to get through this Disney Channel. There's a lot of them. There's so many. <laughs> <laughs> but we were looking at like the production quality of the later ones. So excited. Yeah, it's amazing how much it's improved. All right. See ya. I'm ready to